0: hello it's Andrew and it's Friday the 13th of August uh, I'm not sure if it's the same everywhere but in the in the UK uh, Friday the 13th is often seen as one of those days where uh, disaster befalls us and uh, it's a day to avoid walking under ladders or, uh, or doing anything else that could be considered unlucky so um, I'm actually recording this the night before, <laughs> so at least uh, we can make sure that this recording goes through. So, um, thank you for those of you that have read the the words I wrote at the beginning of the of the note this week. Uh, I was thoroughly absorbed by the um, report that came out earlier this week, and um, was actually probably one of the few that were waiting for it to to sort of launch, and then dive to the website straight away uh, to be hit by the the full weight of the report. Thankfully, the the sort of exact summary that they don't call it that at the beginning was very enlightening and really gave some very clear views as to what the changes are that we're going to see over the course of the next few decades and potentially what impact that will have. So the report, by nature, is very uh, dry and doesn't use emotive language um, and isn't isn't about shouting from the rooftops about how terrible things are going to be and the sort of cataclysm uh, that we're all likely to face. But it just states in very bland, if you like, such a word exists in, in this context, a very bland um, list of facts uh, as, as far as we know them. And it really is incredibly eye-opening if indeed we still need our eyes to be opened, um, the fact of what's going to change over the course of the next, next 10, 20 years. There was lots of talk about it being a sort of a wake-up call and my goodness, if this is a wake up call, it feels like it's the, the wake up call after we've snoozed the alarm 10 times and there's no more snooze to be had. I and mean, if people weren't aware of this before now, then goodness knows what they've been doing. Uh, my, my son said it was a, a frying pan to the face uh, kind of wake up call, one that you can't avoid uh, hearing or responding to. So there is a lot of information in the report, if you get a chance to read the the summary paper that I put in the reports. Uh, on the notes, and also to sort of skim through the the pages in the sort of three thousands that go into some detail about what the different scenarios could mean in terms of climate change, temperature rise, and the impact it has across different countries. So we all know that the richest countries, the most developed nations, are the ones that emit the most um, greenhouse gases. We know that the poor nations, those developing markets, are the ones that emit very little. Um, we should recognize in the report, it strongly strongly states that the impact of developing uh, nations, getting heating, electricity, power, light, etc. into place, uh, will have nowhere near as much of an impact as developing nations carrying on to the same path that they have. So there's nothing at all that should be sort of beholden or focused on by the poorer nations. It really is for, for us to do something about this and really address this uh, in a real time of need. So at the beginning of the week, I was really excited. Sort of as I said, I'm on holiday, so sort of read the report. Um, a lot of it is references, so it's not a case of reading four thousand pages. It's a case of flicking through and getting into the interesting bits. And that, and it was really interesting. Uh, and then read the sort of follow up notes and the data methodology, all those good things and then look forward to what's coming out uh, during the course of 2022. This is only part one of three of the sort of six release. Uh, the next piece is look at the in more detail, like the impacts. And then finally about what uh, we can do potentially to offset some of the damage that humans have caused. And then also the next day and the same day, lots of press and media, lots of worthy and uh, unworthy uh, people commenting on what they read. And what they've been told, and I guess the synopsis they've been given in advance of interviews, and then everything went quiet. The day after, the day after the release, there was nothing uh, on the news that that night. There was nothing in the mainstream media, and very very little discussion of it uh, anywhere else. It was as if this report had come out. We're all accepted. Yep. That's super important. And right. So what's next? Uh, what we're doing this weekend. Um, and what, what about that? It just absolutely extraordinary. After 400 plus days of the COVID numbers being on the news every every night. Uh, and rightly so. Uh, this is something very, very immediate. We have press in the, in the UK that has a, a lockdown sort of countdown or count up. On the front page of the paper, and has had that for the last 500 days or whatever. So, day 501 and counting, type of thing, until all restrictions have gone away. And we don't have anything that talks about uh, what's happening with the climate. If you ask the majority of people across Europe, and maybe I'm, I'm doing them a disservice, they would have very, very little understanding of what COP26 is about and what it's trying to achieve. There's probably very, very few people have an awareness of COP15 that's going to take place in China this year, uh, which also should have a major impact on how we live our lives and what we do. And it is really, really upsetting. I find it absolutely abhorrent that people, media, news channels, organisations don't have this as a major focus all of the time. And it's not as if We know it all now, so there's nothing to do. Um, Where are the success stories? Where are the challenges? What are we seeing? Everything is reported in individual chunks, whether it's the terrible flooding in Germany, whether it's the 48.8 degree temperature seen in Sicily, whether it's floods in the UK, whether it's wildfires out of control in California, all those different things get reported, but they're not reported as part of a consistent informative knowledge sharing around climate change. Um, I had a meeting today, um, was a, there's an EMEA, a sort of SteerCo on sustainability. It's me, Colin, uh, Digby, uh, Elspeth from the Netherlands, um, Alvin So, Tina Reuter from Asset Services. And, and we were addressing what the companies, as in Cushman and Wakefield are gonna to commit to in September, what that means, what it means for our clients, and what that mean for us as a business. And I think it's a really good group of people. Um, I think there's a there's still a discussion to be had around understanding that investment in supporting a sustainability position is both revenue protective, and yes, revenue accretive, but also the right thing to do. And yes, we, like many of the businesses, our listed companies are focused, are targeted by the shareholders to generate EBITDA on profit. Ultimately, we're not a charity, ultimately. And I think one of the big things we are trying to push uh, more broadly is that focusing on sustainability as a business of what we do, also what we can offer our clients is absolutely fundamental to us having a successful future. So more and more clients now are demanding that we have sustainability measures in place and that we as a business are committed to achieving uh, certain milestones over the course of the next uh, few decades. And I think from that position, it's absolutely the right business thing to do, but definitely the right uh, social thing to do as well. It's gonna be down to businesses and governments to make the changes that we all need to see. We've been sort of misled a little bit uh, that, well, if you you know go on one less flight a year, or if you eat uh, one less meat-based dish a week, or if you uh, drive a bit less, then uh, things would be okay. So therefore it's the onus is put back on us as individuals and for us to make the changes, that isn't gonna cut it. It's really down to what governments mandate, what governments enforce and make legal um and what companies decide to do and hopefully we'll see more uh, commitments made and stuck to and talked about and vocalized over the course of the next year than we ever have before because if we don't we, we are in a real risk of the planet um rejecting us and in 50 years time there will be parts of the planet that are inhospitable even more so than today. There will be civil unrest. There will be frustration and anger and challenge. And people looking back and saying, I wish I'd done more when I had the chance. And that chance is now. And I think I said, no, no, it's it's too late to look at this tomorrow. It really is about what do we address and deliver against today. Uh <laughs> sorry for that it made me slightly emotional. Um um, wording of what I just said. I just, I just cannot believe that we can't do more with this uh, than than has been seen today. Uh, There's a couple of, a couple of sort of more very purely work related things. So just keep you up to date on the um, on the AOP and budget for next year. So we are in the budgeting cycle. Uh, first drafts have gone off. Have been received back. Had sort of discussions looking at how do we how do we maximise the benefit from the pot of money that we're likely to get uh, over the course of the next few months so I just want to make sure that everybody's really clear that because we ask for something doesn't necessarily mean we're going to get it so I put in some requests at a an mere level uh, and I'm certainly not on any I'm certainly not under any illusion that because I asked them we'll get them I, I will absolutely fight uh, tooth and nail. Uh, to, to the last uh, cent to make sure we get as much as possible. And then I'll be very open and transparent about how that money's been allocated and how it's been spent. We wanna make sure that, that the people we bring on board can have as much impact as possible, um, either in in developing and um, growth markets, uh, markets that are underrepresented by individuals right now, uh, and also can have a relatively broad reach so potentially those that touch on more than one market. So I will keep you up today as soon as that progresses um, and sort of share the information as I get it. I'm not trying to hold anything back. I just haven't heard back uh, from the US to the next step. So I've got meetings with Colin and Manuel when I get back from holiday to talk about it from an AMIA perspective. And then I want to understand what the other functions are doing just to make sure there's nothing that we aren't aware of that could impact some of the things we're trying to do. So if TDS have a huge project online that's going to demand a huge amount of our time resource, where's that resource going to come from? Uh, Has it been budgeted for? Has it been missed? Has it been double counted? So trying to look at everything in in the round really, so that that will take up a fair chunk of time over the next few weeks and months. And I'm very happy to spend it if it means that, you know, we we have a chance of getting a bit more uh, because it's not nothing we're asking for is excessive. Uh, It's all realistic and sensible. We we'll just need to align it to a, a growth trajectory or a clear demonstration of revenue protection and the support of the business. So I'll, I'll keep all today on that one. Uh, thank you very much for completing your end of year review, and year, mid year reviews. It's very, very valuable. And some really interesting sort of commentary from people on the ones that I've read from, from my direct reports. Really appreciate it. If you haven't had a chance yet, you've still got a few hours left, please do it. Um, it'd be very noticeable, those that haven't done it. And I'll sort of drop a note later on, finding out why that hasn't been the case. Um, and it helps to set the scene for saying, look, we've got real commitment from our team. They're really the understand what they're doing. They've really talked about what they want to achieve, and what they have achieved so far this year. So that really shows where opportunities are to add more resource, add more people. Uh, if we don't get a uh, comprehensive feedback from, from you as a team, from me as well, I've, I did my mid review as well. Um, it's harder to get resource pushed through. So, well, you've got results already, you're not getting commitment from them, how, how do we go about doing this then? So please, 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 if you haven't a chance, just uh, if, fill a few words in those and submit them. Um, on that note, I am, uh, I'm actually off to, to a meeting uh, with somebody in the US right now. So, uh, and then tomorrow, I think I've got the whole day with nothing booked, so I will enjoy that as a holiday day. Uh, but all of you, uh, please, please, please uh, take care. Please read absorb, eulogize, evangelize, be passionate about anything climate and sustainability related. That is so important to our future, our business, you, me, my children, your children, the the world. I mean let's not, not be too grandiose about it, but really this is the topic that we have to get our heads around and come up with some solutions for. So please if anything happens in your markets either of a positive or negative nature, let me know. Very happy to support. Very happy to challenge and kick off if things aren't going as I want them to be. Uh, and I cannot think of anything uh, I've been more passionate about it than this. So um, yeah, watch out and see what's going to come down the line. Hopefully it'll be good for all of us. Alrighty, thank you. Have a fabulous weekend. Uh, enjoy what you're doing um, and uh, be sustainable. Cheers, guys.